Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hard Nose Derby Podcast. A little different location today. Sitting here at Dakota's kitchen table. Uh, what do you boys want to talk about today? Let's go. Let's go some up and coming derbies. Is that Capital City? I think Capital City and Whiskey City Revolution and Whiskey City. Sam Williams back in the saddle. Back in the game. Um, have you seen the lineup for Whiskey City? I'm pulling it up as we speak. Uh, well, unlike Dakota, I did my homework. <laughs> that driver's list is stacked. Stacked. That street stock class looks wicked. Is that why you're not uh, going to run? Yeah, I got scared. <laughs> At least you're honest. Uh, financial... Financial Dyers is what we'll point right now. I'm looking list. at the driver's list now. The very first name on the list, Steven Adams. <laughs> uh, somebody's got a car I can rent. I'll take it. I think we might have one somewhere. Just but one? A couple. <laughs> or do you know where there's a couple? Probably a couple ready to go. Might need a, a patch or two. <laughs> uh, first cars only. I did forget about that. So what do y'all think of this rule change? Let's talk about that. So from the last year's street stock stuff to what we're seeing the street stock at these bigger shows, I know they added the training race. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that? It sounds like a bunch of broken blocks to me. But. Well, they're, you know, they're doing, instead of running heats like normal, like you would at Capital Carnage and Blizzard Bash, they're, Sam is doing heats gone. Heat so features. he's just doing I mean, features. Every every uh, what is, is five five thousand to win each heat. Is that what it is? I think, and you get a big check. A big check's worth something. So they're letting these guys go yep. a little bit more than normal, knowing that they're only going to get. There's going to be no fix at time. There's going to be no nobody snooting it in the heat and having to worry about fixing it. So. Yeah, but what's that? What what? Where do you see the benefit in the training brace? I mean, because I've never, if you're, I've never ran one, so if you're crazy I enough to lock one of those, which I'm sure there will be some, without an engine full, without a full, I can see where some major problems are going to. Well, happen. it'll break the back of the block off, or at least going to lose some some bell housing bolts. Oh yeah. But is that going to give them the edge to get the cars that aren't braced and locked? To go ahead and put them out. It just seems like so many people has gotten away from the full protectors. Well, it kind of seems like to me this has made a full circle, and in about in a short, short amount of time, about, what, like three, we got like rid of the year process. Well, I mean, we got rid of the light weld class because these cars are built too hard. They're, you know, we're not running against those. Too much time, too much money in these cars. So we, now we got the street stock class. You know, they were giving a 14 inch bumper bracket, eight plates, braced rear ends, no protectors, lower yes. cradle. That was it. Well, now we're adding to it again. You know, we're bringing the training brace back. Um, you know, you're going to keep, I think they're going to keep growing off that where we're right back at a light weld car with no with no protectors. A light weld car with no protectors. I mean, it, and then I believe those guys are letting them cut. They can tilt. Yep, and A-arms forward. Yeah, well, forward, so. now, is that just welding the seams AR forward or is that yeah. plating no, AR? It's not that that's hell ninety percent of the guys do that already anyway. Uh, not at our shows. I've seen some. <laughs> no, don't say that. Uh, I'm talking about Palmyra. 
Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on, fair show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it used to be like a, a thing, though. Like, just A-arms forward. We got tired of fighting them. But the problem is they're going to give it up in the spring pockets. Right. You know, if, you, if you're not able not to... Not if you're getting enough to load the pockets. spring pockets. Well, that's... <laughs> what can be hidden and what can't be hidden, I guess. I'm anxious to see how the, the tranny brace deal goes at Whiskey City. I... Now that, since you bring it up, and I'm going, so I'll be sure to I'll keep an eye out and talk to the guys and see how oh for sure what their opinions are yeah. after the fact and see if they think it was worth doing or not. Uh, and I mean, you're going to see the same thing at, at Capital City because I'm pretty sure the rules are, I mean, almost straight across. As far as I mean, they're I, I don't know. I have I do have mixed emotions on that. I don't know how many. Who's going to be breaking tails off? Who's going to be breaking a block? And where, if they're going to try to tie it in, where it's going to give up before then? Because we all know if you put a plate somewhere, it's going to make itself somewhere else. Um, What's their motor mount rule? Did anybody look at that? I, I did early on. and I believe, I please don't quote me, but I think um, full aftermarket motor mounts Is it, okay. can be ran. Well... That'll help with lower cradle, especially if you're if you're locked at the with the training brace. Yeah. I mean it will. <clears throat> I mean now you don't have a protector coming all the way back and, and hitting a dash bar. You right. Know, so you're not gonna lock it in in that spot. So unless somebody can figure out where to lock it in other than that, I mean they might be the the winners. Quarter inch valve covers. <laughs> <laughs> Use a fix-it plate <laughs> from the head to the dashboard, I guess. Uh, but no, that that'll be something that I'm I'm anxious to see the the outcome of that for sure. Uh, mod class looks pretty stacked at Whiskey City too. Yeah, there's some really good ones. You know, just one guy that sticks out here is one of our head techs or our head tech, Jerry Lyerly. Oh yeah, he's gonna go up and play. Yep. Now is he is that is he taking the imp he had at Blizzard? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be a good card. I guess I haven't looked enough at the drivers list. So you've got Jerry. Um. You've got Kyle Pudwitter. Uh yeah, there's Kyle Pudwitter's on there. Um uh, no, I don't see his name on here. I know Kunkel. Yeah, um, Dylan, he's going. Dylan's gonna be there. Um, Tony Miller. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jamie. Oh, James Kitchell. He'll oh, be there. Yeah, kids will be there. Um, now, I don't, I don't, Pud, two Pudwitter cars at Blizzard Bash. I do not They're see like, Pudwitter's name on here. Oh, yeah, Kyle, I, I, I'm almost positive. I thought... Now, I what thought does Pudwitter. Robo's Extreme mean? I know Robo's Extreme, but does that... Is that just saving the spot? Who's actually running that spot? Well, it's probably him, isn't it? Robo's Extreme? Yeah, that's the... Uh, Oh, yeah, Kyle's down here, too. Yeah, yeah there he is. I, th I thought he yep, was. Yep, he'll be there. So he'll take his leftover from Bash. Conkle will take his leftover from Bash. Jerry will take his leftover from Bash. Mm -hmm. Because I'm positive neither of those, any of those cars that I saw really hurt. Now, Jerry's amp is... Stupid. Yep, it's it's stupid hard. I'm already going to tell you who I'm rooting for, other than Jerry. There's a driver named Booger. Ha <laughs> ha! Booger's going? I don't know him, but... I know him. Oh, He's yeah. a bash bro. Oh, yeah. Booger I'm, is no I'm, joke. I'm rooting for Booger just because I like his name. 
<laughs> Booger, Booger is no joke. I mean, he's six foot five, and he I'll, I'll always runs that, a caddy. Uh, hard, hard, yeah. hard caddy. Yeah, he was one of the first guys up around there. They were actually taking uh, modified, dirt modified motors and putting them in derby cars. Uh, and he's not scared. Yeah, I mean, he's a no, he's, no. he's he a bash bro. So. Oh yeah, he knows where, he knows what's up. Yeah. Um, when is that show? It's the 11th, isn't it? I think. Let me, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's the 11th. So tech starts on Thursday, March 10th. And then Friday is retech that morning. And then, the sh you know, that's at like 8 a.m. And then I think. When's the actual show start? What what's the, what's the show times? Show times are. Cause that's what the people listen and that's what they're going to want. Yeah. So Friday, March 11th, the show is going to be starting. It says 6 PM. It's going to be the super stock one and done heats one through three. And then the bone stock compacts Saturday, March 12th, 6 PM is going to be super stock one and done heats four and five bone stock, full size mods and youth glass. Uh, what's that? What's his rules for the bone stock? Is it, Kind of like Bash used to be, I guess. I haven't looked at it. I'll have to check that out. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we should have done some homework on that yeah, part. I didn't, I didn't really look. It, it doesn't matter. People want to see cars bend. That's the class to watch. They're going to bend. They're going to bend. I mean, yeah, they're going to bend. I don't even care who's in that class. I haven't looked, but anybody that's running a stock car, they'll go out there and they'll put on a show for the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about bone stock full size? Yeah. I'm looking at it, see if there's anybody that sticks off. Well, is uh is the is the traffic cone man himself on there? Yeah, it looks like it. I think he is. And, yep, Dale Colbert, he's on there. That'll be a good one to watch. Um, yeah, I mean there there there'll be some Bobby Whitakers on there. I mean you you'll get to see some. How much money he's in a wagon? Oh, <laughs> does he own anything I, else? I, I don't think he does, but he this man must have. I don't know, a thousand wagons sitting back there. Because... Looks, I, I think Jeff Jett's in that class too. Yep, there he is. Um, so yeah. There's really good drivers going to Whiskey City. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we have Capital Carnage. That's next weekend, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, the week before. Yep. You know, so you've got uh, a full weekend and of a whole different driver's list for big money. And then they're going to turn around, and I mean, they could technically run both. Uh, you know the turnaround time on building these cars, unless I mean, you, and, and they've been building all winter. I mean, yeah, there's been guys yeah. digging in the shop. Yeah, unless you have you know all winter where you're going to do three or four cars and you're just going to try to knock them all out. And it seems you like just switch over drivetrain. That's that's well, fine. But. You all know as well as I. It seems like there's huge shows, like more so than normal. Yes. Starting out this year. I mean, it's just crazy. I know guys that got three, four cars sitting in the shop ready to go. I mean, you know, you got of, Hot Springs coming. Yep. And you got a lot April? of those guys. Yeah. Hot, Hot Springs, Springs is April. Is April. Yeah. And it's full. Yes. No, we tried getting a spot. Didn't <clears throat> work. What did that do? Fill up in... Less than, uh, it was less than two days. Yeah, I was it thinking was like a day just over. Um, I mean, Carnage is going to be good. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. It's got, I mean, it's already got its reputation. Yeah, that atmosphere is like something something else. <clears throat> I mean, I know that, you know, the, the limited well cars out there, Jason Dials will be out there. Oh, yeah. 
you know, there'll be, it'll be, I mean, just as stacked as Whiskey City is. You know, but the first year when Carnage happened, it was 30000 a win, and it was a mod car. Right. They did that one year, I believe, and then they made it to the next year to a light weld. Mm-hmm. Well, all these guys who run the mod class, they build back for the light weld because they were wanting to run for the bigger checks. So you see a lot of guys who run national side blizzard bash type of car, and then they're building down. And then they've got that they've got that two man extreme run out there, Carnage too. And that's a blast to watch. It is. It is. Um, you know, I, I had mixed emotions about it the first time I watched it because I was like, man, this looks like a sideshow. You know, I was comparing it to compacts at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guarantee I'm gonna catch some backlash off that. <laughs> But Decker, Josh Decker, uh-huh. and and uh, Ben, his guy, they they run the extreme class out to I believe it was Blizzard Bash when they did it, and Decker said that was an absolute blast. Well, yeah, of course. You know to do it. So you're getting the guy. If nobody's really familiar with the extreme, you've got the normal guy who's steering it, and he has a steering wheel and a brake. The passenger has the gas. So you have to be kind of one in the same brain of what kind of dumb shit are we getting ready to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, the one guy's got the shifter and the steering wheel. Or, no, that's not how it is. One guy's got a steering wheel. The other guy's got the pedals and the shifter. I, I mean... Austin did it. Austin Johnson went to... And Jerry. Yes, Austin and Jerry went to... That's whenever we got to hear a motor. <laughs> in the extreme class. Same. Yes. I'm pretty sure there was there was 10,000 RPM <laughs> coming out of that motor. That's his little short-stroking motor, I believe. Oof. When are we going to do something like that? Whenever I own a scrapyard, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, I got a show. Like, we have that class. In I our- don't trust any of you all in this room. To run the gas pedal or brake pedal in my car. That's the thing. I mean, you know, you can be best buddies, but somebody can, you know, you might have well, took the last guy's french fry or stole a crouton <laughs> off this salad, and he's going to remember that, and you're going to like, well, I'm going to hold this gas just another second longer than what I think he's willing to do. I'll make you a deal. You don't trust me running the pedals. Why don't you run the pedals, and I'll drive. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hold on tight. If we're doing that, we're using your motor. That's fine. <laughs> You know, so but there I'm is, ready for somebody to do that with a with a five speed. Oh, I don't <laughs> think it would be. I don't think it would be physically possible. Would do five speed? Oh my! That's gonna take some talent. You know, there's a buddy of mine up in Iowa, Mr. Cordell Hanson. Let's uh, I'm gonna text him and see if he's got the nuts to do it. <laughs> That sounds like a call out. Well, I'm not calling him out. I just the the thing about derby guys is is that you know everybody used to always say you know we're all just everybody derby was just dirty rednecks, just dumb rednecks. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> we I guess some of the guys we could consider dumb rednecks, but they are almost geniuses in the way of doing things. Sometimes it's not scientifically proven that it's going to work, but they will test and try different stuff to see if it will work. Um, 
Cordell is one of those guys. His brain is always running. Um, Cordell's got good equipment. Uh, I know he's had a couple little rugrats, so he's back down a little bit, and I think he's just running some local stuff up uh, up towards Ottawa. I know he does some domination motorsport stuff, um, but I mean, usually, usually Cordell is is cashing a check somewhere. Uh, great dude, but. If you saw Cordell with a stocking cap on and his long hair and his beard, you'd be like, there's no way that this dude is as smart as he is. But he is smart. Well, here at Hard Nose Podcast, we, we don't discriminate. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I mean, what Dakota's phone rang earlier, and the, the guy who called, his name isn't actually even in it. It's a nickname. You know, so when you're talking about that, you can't discriminate when you've got Muhammad as a caller ID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I touched a little bit on Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been down there to watch that show? I have not. Um, I haven't either. It's it's cool. It is. It's neat. Um, you know, little half open building, covered. Kind of like Sturgis. Yeah. Kentucky, yeah. You're, you're open on one end. Right, it's open on two ends. Ends. Yeah. Um, but it is loud, fast, tracks hard, cars bend. I mean, it. it's quick. It's cool. Um, Palmer does a hell of a job putting a show on. Yeah. Uh, it always fills up. Uh, they've got killer vendors down there. Um, the atmosphere is almost worth going to watch the show. Yeah. Uh, they sell you the whole seat. You only need to enjoy <laughs> Well, I got a text message earlier this week that uh, they added to their tech. Um, they got one of the probably, I don't know, one of the wide openest guys that I know. Uh, you know, Mr. EPR, Adam, uh, Adam Liminager is going down and he's tucking down there. Um, they ought to put him in one of them enforcer cars. I would not want to be on the receiving end of that enforcer car because EPR is earplugs required. Uh, and that was not a Keith Stone this time. That was actually good beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you you try to go to these big shows, but they're, you know, like you just said, there's so many of them. Well, if, if a guy was to try to hit every one of these... Even as a fan, watching it. That's a full-time job. Well, it costs you a small fortune. You'd be traveling everywhere. Yes. So, and I want everybody to just take a step back and think about what I just said right there. That people as fans can't, you know, it's a full-time job trying to do that. Well, there's guys running three, four of these, you know. Within two months. Yeah. Within, yeah. So the time and preparation, money, you know, sacrifice that goes into that. Like, that's what, that's what. I want everybody to focus on whenever these drivers come out there and, you know, they get a bad call made on them and they're upset and stuff. That's why. Like, they spent their whole winter in the shop building cars to put on a show for for fans. Yeah, because what we just kicked off was three shows, right? Yep. It was Whiskey City, Carnage, Hot Hot Springs. Springs, And then March 18th and 19th is Brandon Dixon's Wicked Team Show in Sturgis, Kentucky. And... And the lineup on it's ridiculous. Oh, Brand, that's the thing about Brandon. Brandon, his shows are legit. Um, 
That's well, the first place I ever met Zach Riggs. Right. You know, um, Adam uh, and his dad Craig were down there with Mason Larson. I heard they're running. And Jake Benners. I heard that. The, the, Adam is running Spring X. That's what I heard. Adam is running Spring X. He uh, he retired, sold everything, but he's kind of bought back in. He said he kind of a um, oh a derby driver come out of a retirement. Driver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've never yeah. seen that played out. Never, ever, ever. You know, so you're talking derby with, drivers never retire. They just take breaks. Roughly within a month, you have four stupid loaded shows. Well, you were talking about that right there, and we were talking about. These drivers working their ass off to run all these shows. Well, I'm pretty sure Jerry signed up for the Wicked Team show too, right? Yes. That's three of the four that he's going to be at in a month and a half? Well, two. two. At Whiskey City and uh, the Wicked Team show, right? Yes. So it's, okay. He's but not he's going to be able to have a pre-run right. for his Whiskey City mod spot. So right. he'll have a fresh car. Right. Um, I think we're going to see Jerry in the new style this time, aren't we? What? Oh, yeah. I told you, he's a man of many hats. How new? 98202, 03 and newer. 03 and newer. Guarantee that one's not soft. Well, None of his cars are. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Jerry, um, everybody knows Jerry, um, well, most of the Derby world knows Jerry lost his brother um, earlier this year. Uh, tragically, in an automotive accident. Uh, Austin Johnson has got, um, they are doing the Southern Number 9 Memorial Tour. Um, we all know Austin, he's one of the main techs for um, Domination Motorsports. Right. So they branched out a little bit. Um, they're going to come to P Hill three times this year. Uh, they're coming April second. Oh, I'm gonna try to run that one. I, I got, I got a little car sitting there at the house. I'm just a little one. Across the river. You know they're gonna do, and, and it's all for Terry. Um, April second, June 11th, and September 17th. Um, the April and the June will be the same payout. Um, it's all posted all over Facebook, um, all over, I think, all the social media. I stuff. think there is actually a link, or I know that we shared the post. To our filthy page, I believe. Yes. If not, I'll get that pulled up on there. So if anybody's already following our filthy page, you can get on there and kind of check some of that stuff out. So, you know, and then so you've got some big stuff, big team shows, um, big individual shows, and then you jump right into, you know. County fairs. County fair that um, Austin is, you know, I don't know if it's full out his show. Uh, but, but I think he's ramrodding the whole thing. He's <laughs> sometimes Austin can be a little ramroddy, <laughs> but he's one of those smart rednecks. Agree. Right there, you know, and and Mr. Austin, Poundtown himself. Mr. Poundtown, he will. He's he's kind of like Jerry. He builds everything. He yeah, wants, you never know what you're gonna no. see that dude in. What was he that? What he, took to Cape, what he took to Cape taxi. Girardeau? He took an old fifties and sixties taxi. It looks like a fifties and sixties taxi, but it's actually a nineteen and eighties. That was a nineteen eighties in your class, and it was really? a, it was a nineteen eighty. It was like one of the only cars that they kept those style, you know, old school old looks. school taxi. Look. But yeah, it was still manufactured in the early eighties. I've seen him in a gut and go. <laughs> I've never seen that. I haven't, yeah. but the first time I ever well, that met was a that, right? first time I ever met this dude, we were at Sturgis, Kentucky. 
And Brandon was always big, Mr. Brandon Dixon. His raffle cars were stupid. He would build a right raffle car. It had a bald one in it with a, I can't remember what train he was in it, 400 turbo automatic. The dude who won the raffle car, won the raffle drawing, didn't want to drive it. Austin jumps up in his bleachers. He's like, I'll drive it. So here comes Austin jumping over the fence. I don't know if he already knew he had it or not because he had a helmet with him. And he, the guy who won the raffle wanted to, to ride. He just didn't want to drive. So they count it down, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Austin just lets this thing eat. I'm talking eat from one end of the track to the other, wide open. And he smokes this guy on the far south end of the track. And you can hear the tranny start slipping. Brand new Baldwin, brand new tranny. And he is just bouncing this thing off every valve spring that could possibly be in it. And Brandon's jumping down like, hey, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. Because it was one of those raffle cars that you don't get to keep. You had to get it back. But he lasted like two minutes, but it was cool as hell for two minutes. You know, so he's that way. So he, he knows, he knows the, the, he knows what he needs to know. Um, you know, so you've got those, all those shows in that short of time. And you're going to see a lot of variations. And well, there'll, there'll be some good competition over there. There'll be a lot of people that show up just to support Terry. I mean, that will be that'll be one for the books. If you've got some time, you want to slide across the river from over here in Missouri, or which ain't that far of a drive. Um, I saw where they were thinking about doing a point series between the three shows. Really? Yep. They just posted yeah, like a question who would something definitely to watch watch out for. Yeah, so I think that'd make things really interesting if yeah. they do the point stuff within within that just those three shows alone in Pleasant Hill, that'd be kinda of fun. Yeah. Well P Hill is such a cool place anyway. I've never been there. Really? Never we'll change that this year. Yeah, I think uh, April second that's gonna have to happen. Yeah. We'll uh, well uh, we'll uh, we'll go over there to P Hill and we can take my car and you can drive home after I get hammered drunk. It's kind of normal with me. I'm always the one that gets to drive back home. Hey, you're a good driver, Derek. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I think I drive better drunk. That's the only problem. But I don't really want to get pulled over. And I thought nothing. that too until I ended up wadded up in the pits. Well, we have a uh, we have a guest with us today. Um. He's one of our, he's one of our techs. Yep. So he can't run our shows, but he can go run uh, some Steve Turlow lunatic stuff. Um, he can run some P Hill stuff, you know, stuff like that. We got Mr. Justin Meyer sitting next to us. Um, let Justin say what's up. How you doing, guys? <clears throat> doing pretty good. Thanks for having me out here today. Took you long enough. Perfection takes time, as I said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Justin, since we got you in here, we're going to pick at you a little bit. It's not going to be a bad pick, though. What? Uh, we know that you're pretty notorious for Fords. I like my Fords. You do. I do. Uh, you like your old Fords. I like my old Fords. Um, he used to be strictly Ford drivetrain. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, what? I bet it. I bet it's used still to be. I bet it's still tucked in the corner somewhere. Like 302 drivetrain, or are you talking Three Windsor 302? Oh my. My brother and dad actually still run the the Windsor stuff, so. What uh, don't have trouble? Don't have any problem with heating it. 
You don't get mm. it hot? Actually, the motor that my dad has now, it's a Windsor motor. We pulled out an old van, put a roller <clears throat> roller uh, RV cam in it. That's it. Two barrel carburetor on top. And I run down, what's that? Uh, a Vaws down there and actually run against the Johns down mm -hmm. there. And I had that somebody so hot one night, I had the fucking headers going. <laughs> Excuse my language, I had the headers glowing orange. They was sparking, was it? Yeah, and uh, that sucker never missed a beat, and I haven't even put head, gas head, head gaskets in it yet. So Didn't even spit them out? Nope. Um, tell us a little bit how all this started for you. I mean, as far as your, your want to derby. My want for derby, um, how we got started is back in 97, my dad picked me up one day from school, brought me home. He's like, hey, you see that car in the yard? Which was nothing normal back then, you know? <laughs> and uh, he's like, I was like, yeah. He goes, that's going to be the derby car for this year. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, yeah. He's like, remember we went and watched Palmyra Derby, actually? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm going to build one. And that's how it all started. We built that car. It was an old, L, like an 80-some LTD, early 80s LTD. And he run that. That he didn't actually get to run that car because he got in a bad accident that year. But my uncle ran the car, and then, of course, you know, from there we just so, continued. So mostly it was family. Yeah, it's, yeah, this has always been a big family thing for me. So. And we've run into that, you know, even talking amongst ourselves that, you know, family is what got everybody started on this, whether it be a uncle or grandpa or whatever. And, and that's what I like about this sport is it is so family oriented oh absolutely and and i got my, i don't mean to cut you off there but i got my brother you know more into this now he's getting older and that's actually why i took off last year you know from helping you was because he wanted to run your shows so that you know i was right there with him you know helping him get there and we actually oh we knew where you were on the track yeah i like that whole limiter there you know, we didn't have to worry about anybody complaining about Justin winning our shows because he took care of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was no doubt that uh, he earned every spot that he got. I just, it's for me, you know, my dad it was always, you know, go out there, put on a show. You know, we're here for the good time, not a long time, you know. So that's always kind of stuck with me. Of course, I've gotten a little more serious about it over the years than my dad ever did, but... Well, and some of that's just progression in the sport. Absolutely, um, yeah. The parts weren't available, you know, right. whenever your dad started. You know, there there wasn't built pedal setups. There wasn't slider drive shafts. Like, right. That stuff's all come out of the woodworks in the last 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. I mean, and it's been crazy. You know that none of that stuff's cost effective. No, <laughs> no. Actually, uh, I'm working on some stuff right now that I actually won't be derbying any at all beginning of the year here because i got some stuff in the works to progress my derby career even a little further oh well and, and not just that but i mean that that's going to advance your personal life a little bit too. oh absolutely so new shop i mean oh yeah that that we'll uh, we'll definitely have to make a stop over there and check that out now we know you like the new fords you're not running a ford motor anymore correct correct LS? No, sir. No, sir? No, sir. It's, a, it's actually a motor that I bought. It's a, it was a 3358 out of a late model. Got a good deal on it. Bought it, picked it up, brought it home. And Paris was actually 
not me being ignorant, but giving myself a reason to tear that motor apart. <laughs> it's one of the things, if you're going to go out, let's go out. You definitely well, burn her down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was uh, there was sparks. <laughs> he was definitely, there was fireworks after that. Show. Yes, there was. That's got some cracked pistons, and that needs a crank and a cam. And, Ow. Yeah. And that was behind a five-speed? And that was behind a five-speed. I like my five-speed. I had a little trouble with it this year. Different things here and there, you know, took me out a couple times. But I think I finally got a handle on it. Now, I think, if I'm correct, I think last year you uh, stepped back in an old iron GM, didn't you? Actually, that, to be honest, that was my first old iron GM I'd ever built. I actually bought that car from old Jerry Lyerly there, and he's like, he helped me out. He, you know, he had an old car that needed some floorboards welded in it, and he sold it to me at a good price, and I welded my ass off on the floorboard of that car. <laughs> and uh, I had a lot of fun building that car, and I'll probably build another one. Is it, uh, is it still laying around somewhere? Or? Oh, yeah, it's still behind the fence. It just needs a stub or go back up there to the old, uh, what was that? We ran up there in Iowa. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Oh, okay. I actually brought the Dominator Award on there. Surprise, surprise. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. <laughs> I, uh, I think you were still twisting wires together on that car whenever you pulled into Palmyra with it, didn't you? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just short of that, maybe. <laughs> actually, we were me and Bradley Hamlin swapped the power steering lines in the and the inspection line because I had them on backwards because I just put them on that <laughs> Why don't we have any power steering? Yeah, yeah. So, so but, now you do run the five speed, which you said you really, really like. Have you um, came into, do you have a favorite pedal setup? You know, whether it's an A to Z or somebody like that, or even built your own, because I do know a couple guys that had problems last year where they would just rest their foot on the clutch mm-hmm. pedal, but actually it was engaging it. So it was chucking the you know the clutches out of it, and they said first thing he said he goes I got a new pedal. Do you have you ran into any issues like that? Honestly, my personal opinion on that subject, if you're riding your foot on the clutch, that's a operator error, because when I'm out there driving, you know one of the many things you keep going on in your head is you know what you're doing with your feet also, and you know if you're I run an A to Z pedal setup. That's all I've ever run. Uh, I mean, other than my homemade setup that I had before that. Um, I love them. Never had an issue with it. I burn up a clutch in my Pontiac, actually. But that wasn't a um, pedal issue. That was a not big enough clutch issue for my motor. So. Correct. Which I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. I'm not coordinated enough to run a five-speed. <laughs> I don't know if you got enough room down there for your big ass. Well, hey now, easy. Uh, it's just so much easier just to go forward and back, mm-hmm. forward and back. You don't have to think, you know. And if you do get into that panic mode of, oh hell, and then you grab the wrong gear. Right. I need to get in reverse, and then you can't find it. Right. You, you know, because we all know most of the guys are running MV forty-five hundreds. Now, we all know, sitting at this table, that you would never see a Chevrolet five-speed in any of my cars anyway. <laughs> we know that. We know. Now, I do have a four-speed for my 318 sitting at the house. Now, I haven't had the balls to put it in a car yet, but it's sitting there. I've got the option. Yeah. So, Justin, let's step back a little bit. When was your first derby and where? When was my first My first derby was actually... 
that I ever got to set in other than wrecking cars at home with dad and, you know, out in the field was actually in Palmyra and it was in the powder puff and I was not even of age to be in the car. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't, <laughs> but this was back, you know, uh, see, I was 16 at the time. So back in, been 2006, six. Yeah. Probably 2007. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And Damn, then, I'm old. I actually, yeah, I rode in the powder puff with this, you know, pretty, this pretty gal that I was just, you know, had to ride with her. And dad's like, yeah, sure. You know, go ahead. <laughs> it wasn't my wife, was it? All right, it could have been. Well, because my, my <laughs> wife actually won the powder puff. I think it was her first derby. Oh, no, we didn't win. Uh, okay. And it was a, it was a five-speed or a four-speed. Oh, no, this, <laughs> this, this was back in the day, so this was still... The, I think the car that I rode in was actually a Lincoln Town car, and it had the original motor and tranny and column ship that came in the car. So, I mean, it was just a car that... <laughs> that's how it was back in the day. You oh, know? yeah. They drove it to the Derby. Pretty, Pretty much. much. That's, you know, that's the, the original gut-and-go. Uh, that, right. just shows, that, that just shows you how the sport has progressed and you're talking 2006 to you know to 22 of everything it's just everything has come so full circle mm-hmm. of any average joe can go buy a car for a couple hundred bucks knock the windows out of it beat it to hell and usually would run it into a tree in the front yard just to find out what how it's going to bend and then take it to the dirty and now you can spend endless amount of money and hours and man hours and man hours and man hours yep now we were talking about redneck ingenuity earlier um justin being the type of person that he is i know for a fact that he studied these new styles and very innovative even in our tech line Mm -hmm. we've seen it um pushes what uh, what what gives you that drive or what what that want to try to figure these new styles out like what like what, what's your motivator there? do you wake up in the morning and say what kind of crazy shit can i come up with and see if it'll work no honestly um what it is for me is my dad and my grandpa both you know always told me when i was younger you know if you're gonna do something don't don't half ass it you know and i do that with anything in my life whether it be my job you know i work for jerry you know mm-hmm. I, you know i'm one of his main employees there and I've been with him for four years now and I take that you know to work I take it to you know my derby cars you know and and I do have ADD ADHD <laughs> so I don't, can't turn my mind off so even Correct. at night when I'm laying there in bed you know and I'm working on this car I'm always thinking about what how can I do you know what can I do to make this better or, you know I remember that my car bent like this last time how can I change that or you know what's around the area that I could use to you know maybe try something different you know it's just endless you know you got to think about everything you have to think outside the box you can't be that's how this sport has become what it is now absolutely so now you're talking okay Justin saying that you know the ADHD and usually most of the guys who build cars are a little OCD as well Mm -hmm. so you're sitting there and you're trying to replay a show in your head of did I take any weird shots? Did I take any funky 45s? You know, did I put myself in the position of just the steering box touching the 
you know, the, the cross member. So you're sitting there in your brain trying to figure out, A, what did I do wrong driving? B, what could I have changed building? So how, I guess, how can you get all that to process? A lot of hours of thinking. I, I, you know, like I said, I drive a semi and I lay in bed a lot at night and I think. I mean, it's just nerve-wracking sometimes because you can't sleep. But it's Well, just... I know I've got calls from Justin whenever, you know, because I, I run campers, you know, all across the United mm -hmm. States. So I might be running 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning still rolling. And I'll get a, I'll get a Snapchat from Justin. Hey, you think this will work? And I'll be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Who is this? Like, I'm in a daze driving down the road. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't thought about a derby car. Three. <laughs> no, and you're absolutely right. And that actually has a lot to do with it too. You know, we're a good, good friend base. You know, you know, having friends that you can call, like Stephen. You know, and mm -hmm. I have a few other people that I can call and that will talk to you about things. And you know, that helps a lot too. You know, and, yeah. and getting other people's opinions and their experience obviously you know and i've learned a lot from um my my boss jerry actually has taught me a lot and i respect that man a lot because he's done a lot for me so and we've touched on jerry a little bit like he's one of those people that if you call jerry with a question and he doesn't think it'll work he'll tell, he'll tell you he'll tell Absolutely. you and he'll tell you why yes it's not just he, he won't just call you a dumbass and send you on the way correct i mean i've I mean, seen the man in the sec line and he'll he'll find something somebody tried. Yeah. And he'll be like, "You wasted your time. This isn't gonna work. I know you tried it, but it's not gonna work. So go ahead and cut that." I mean, I've seen and, him. And, and Jerry is very good about working with people in the you know the in the inspection line and and trying to not necessarily just you know oh it's not right you know throw it on the trailer and take it home you know Jerry you know and at, at a certain point you do run into. This isn't going to get in. Which we, we had a guy show up at Paris at our cleanup show, and he was way short. Like the front Way short. short. Yeah, what? Foot short? I mean, he was short. Eight, eight I mean, it looked like there was, it looked like there wasn't six inches in front of the A-arms, you know. And Jerry's like, we can't. Like, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing you can fix. The, the, to work with this car. Right. And the guy was understanding. He was. He knew. I mean, he just thought that maybe... Mm -hmm. You know, just maybe he might slide it through there. It, but but there was also guys that showed up that had some suspension stuff in the rear of their car that was done. I think they was running all thread shops last mm -hmm. year, and they were like, "Oh, we don't want to cut that loose because it's gonna the back end will flop around." And Jerry was like, "Well, you can chain it, so go get some nine wire or whatever." And he showed them how he would have fixed it, right, and still be able to run. And they did. It took them thirty minutes. But that's the type of stuff that we love about Jerry being, you know, in the position that he is with Filthy Promotions because he helps. He helps the drivers. He doesn't scrutinize or, you know, he doesn't get pissed off. Because he, he's been in that spot. He's yeah. been in that situation. I'm sure that a tech in one of the, I don't know how long Jerry's been running, but I'm sure. It's been a couple days. He's, yeah. he's been, he actually ran back in the day. He was one of the first, uh, what would I call a, uh, one of the guys that was trying, you know, started trying new things. He, right. you know, went innovator. bigger motor. Yeah, mm -hmm. innovator. There you go. He was one of the original innovators, you know, and 
talking with that man, he he's told me some stuff that he's come up with, and it's you know just it's great listening to him talk because yeah. he was one of the guys that was you know wanting to make wheel centers you know back in the day, and mm-hmm. he put the first quick change or quick yeah quick gear rear end or whatever in a stock or in a, in a car, car. And people yeah. called him crazy and he made it work so yeah so look at us now we're running braced 14 bolts that <clears throat> you can't you can't kill them i mean yep With and it's stuff like percent. that you know and that, that's why our rules have progressed the way they have and i'm sure dakota will agree with that and Derek and Justin as well. Um, like whenever we allow the sliders, the pinion brakes, the wheel centers, you know, the, the good rear ends and stuff, we are stopping the dumb stuff from taking these people out. Right. Correct. Giving them a chance to drive. Because the fans don't want to see you go out there and lose a wheel. No. That they don't want to see that. That sucks. Um, Some fans might. I guess. But they want to see cars hit. They, they want to see cars crunch. They want mm-hmm. to see them bend. You know, they lo- like, how many times have you all seen somebody go nose to nose and those cars snoot and you can change the oil walking in front of the car? <laughs> you know, have to bend over. And <laughs> the, the fans are going crazy. Yes. Yes. Now, somebody goes out there and axle falls out. Everybody's like, oh, well. You kind of, yeah. I mean, you're going to have that. And my, my thing with the wheel centers and stuff like that and allowing them in stock classes you know yes it's a little bit of money for a slider and a pinion brake but you know as a driver you know if you're serious about it you know and that's what you really want to do you can afford a 300 dollars drive shaft or 400 dollars drive shaft right you know you can you know it may not be able to just go out there and get it and you know and pay cash for everything because by all means you know i've slowly upgraded my stuff because you know i don't have the money just to go out there and buy the best setup in the world not everybody's got 10 grand just laying around for a hobby right but it is possible and it makes building these cars easier in the long run because you know you can go buy these parts and they bolt in you know and anybody it makes it easier for anybody to do yeah you know you've got you've got so many aftermarket guys you know you've got um skis SMS, you know, oh, yeah. Corey sliders, and then he went to the foot pedals. Um, I think he's doing steering shafts now. We, I think we were talking the other day to start. If you wanted to start and you wanted to do it right, you would waste ten thousand dollars in five minutes. Absolutely. Oh, for a street stock setup, yes, Absolutely. all day. And, and that's Most not even that. Yeah. Show me sliders and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then, but the cool thing about that stuff, and that's what I try to tell anybody that, you know, even ask me about getting into Derby and like, you can buy that stuff a little bit at a time. You know, you might have to start out with a 28 spline nine inch, but you can pick one of those up for 150 bucks. Yep. And you know, they're not the best, but they're better than an eight, eight. I run a factory nine inch behind my fucking 550 horse motor all year long and and never had a problem with it. Never had a problem with it. I get, I, I get that a lot. I get so many guys said, man, I've. The nine inch, dude, nine inch or tried and true. Well, I mean the the GM ten bolts, they they yeah. prove themselves yeah. as long as they're bolting axle. Correct. Yeah. And these guys like, man, I need an axle saver. I need thirty five spline axles. How many times have you ever seen a factory thirty one spline nine inch break an axle? <laughs> well, especially if, I'm not saying it don't it don't happen, but I don't recommend that. I mean, like if you're running the five hundred fifty horse motor, 
I don't recommend you go buy a 28 by 9 inch and throw it in a street stock car. No. Probably no. not smart. No. Especially if you're running these hard tracks. You know, yes. Paris, you know, one of our bigger shows, like we don't put any water on that track hardly. Just enough knock the dust down. Well, when we say that, we did put 6,000 gallons of water on it. It was clay. Yeah, and, but it's clay, so all that did track. was just knock the dust down. Yeah. That, um, that is actually one of my favorite tracks, by the way. Just <laughs> wait. Just wait, dude. Just wait. Because we went there today before we came here to see what we could do to make to what, even make it better. Yeah, and, and that'll, I mean, that's that's all stuff on our side that we try to do for the drivers just to get them the best track that, that we possibly can. Because I think we hit on it last podcast, we hate mud. Uh, I and I don't know of a driver or a crew or a tech or an official or whoever they don't like mud period you don't want to take that shit home with you you don't want to you know I get sick of wearing it yes standing on the dirt the first I don't know the first four or five derbies that I ever went to was Madison yeah and that place used to be a mud hole oh yes it was terrible you'd go up there you, you didn't want to dress halfway decent at all. <laughs> no. Because you were going home You were taking an extra 100 pounds yeah. of mud home with you. Dirty. And so in where we try to do is I don't want, a, you know, Justin in a five-speed taking off in second or third gear. Buried. Just buried or on the chip and melting the stuff down. We just do not want that. We The crowd doesn't want that. The techs don't want that. The drivers don't want that. They want to go from point A which is on one side of that track to point B as fast as they can without spinning and not have to worry about getting stuck. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. And if some... If We've kind of the, prided ourselves on that. Yes. As far as promoters. Yes. Um, you know, because I love showing up to a track, unloading off the trailer. You go up tech line, you got a little bit of time, you go out and check track out. And you walk out there and nothing's sticking to your boots. Yep. Perfect. It's time to get down on it. That's, was it a couple years ago, Blizzard Bash did that. Everybody got out there and people were sinking. Oh, it was I mean, we just sunk right out in the middle of the track. So the next year, Sam got a whole different dirt in and that, it was leaving black marks. Oh, yeah. Guys were taking off across the track, white smoking tires that the fans ate it up. It tore a lot of shit up. I'm not going to say cool, it did, but it was awesome to watch as a fan or a spectator. Well, they, they actually just add quick creek to the dirt, which makes it harder. Well, they did. In some kind of way. I don't know exactly how they do it, but I know that's what I know we did that at Carnage. I don't know, I was how, in many, on that. I don't know was, how many loads of that uh, quick creek. And I was so sick of throwing 90-pound bags <laughs> of quick creek around. Yeah, it's. but that's another spot right there. But that right there is a promoter. Yes, taking the initiative to try to make that track right for those drivers. Yep, and he said I screwed up as well as the fans. And he said it. I yeah. mean, I was right there, and he said I screwed up. I didn't. I don't have the right dirt. I screwed up. Yep. So, I mean, it was a long time. But we've seen several of our tracks. They're hard. I mean, Shelbina, fast. Shelbina's a good track. Fast, big, fast. Yes. Hard a lot, heads. A lot of room to make noise. But we had a car turned over. Yes, big enough. The track was big enough. We had 34 stock cars on that, and people can still maneuver and get around. It got a little It did get a little congested the right there in the middle, but... That's it, just how stuff falls sometimes. Yes. But it, honestly... It, it as, makes you drive. 
as me making that call, you know, I talked to our crew whenever we made the call to turn 34 cars loose out there. It was almost a have-to type deal because this was a Monday show. First time we had ever done it on a Monday in Shalvina. They wanted it over and done with by a certain time just so people, because people had to work. You know, yeah, the following day. But we still had almost a hundred cars. Right, ninety-seven cars. Yeah, we were still taking cars when we should have been derbying. For sure. I mean, because who the hell would have thought we're gonna have ninety-seven cars on a Monday? Well, you wouldn't have, especially with three other derbies that weekend. Yes, on a Monday, you're like, there's no way. I remember you looked right at me and you was like, dude, I don't know if we should do this. Yeah. And I was like, well. We're getting ready to find out. And I think the problem we ran into there at that stock class is nobody was prepared to run heats, and they didn't have the parts. Well, yeah, because everybody that had contacted me, and I guess that was just a shitty call on my side as being a promoter, I was like, oh, no, you'll be fine. I, I'd say 15, 18 cars, you'll be Yes, we were. We and done. they just kept pulling in, kept pulling in. Well, I told them I was shutting the gate off at 3 o'clock. Yeah. I was done. Not taking no more cars. Yeah. Well, everybody's like, what are you going to do? They're still rolling in. I was like, they're at the gate. Like, they're, they're here. backed up yeah, they're to here. 36. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yep. I was like, I've got to let them come in. So we've got two lines of tech going. Jerry's out there. I mean, no lift. No lift. Crawling around on the ground. And he, I hated he, it for him. He was hurting that night. Um, I mean, because we run them guys through the ringer that day. And then me as a promoter, I couldn't pay him anything hardly. You yeah. know, because we didn't know what we were getting paid yet. So. We definitely made up for that at the next show. Yeah, that. I mean, just you would just never think a Monday show would ever work. Which we're going right back. Oh yeah. To that same Monday show. Uh, and I think we'll have the exact same support. Um, everybody loved it. They had a blast, and we had cars loaded and on the trailer out the gate ten o'clock. Yes, I'm everybody pretty sure around. I was on the way home at a roughly a quarter to ten. I'm pretty sure I was sitting in my driveway at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Everything was so surreal after that derby. My wife and I actually sat on the grant or on the, the bandstand is mm-hmm. what they've got there. And we sat there and drank beer for about 30 minutes after it was over. Yeah, we were like, I, that I, just I, happened. That just yeah, happened. you were still there too, weren't yeah, you? I was yeah. still there with you guys. Yeah, I was like, so that just happened. Like we just we just did that. And Justin, I think you were there. You were on that show too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, didn't have. I was actually had planned to make it to the end of that show, but my transmission had a little other issue or other plans for me. Decided the first gear decided to disappear right off the get go, <laughs> and then the second was short to follow. So it was third gear most of the derby. <laughs> and take uh, off on third. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it'll take off in third, no problem. 456s? 411s. 411? 23-inch tall tire. I mean, 550 tr- horse, it'll go. And the track was good. It, it was a great it, track, It was yeah. not the a muddy hole. The only complaint that I got out of that track was it was a little rough. It was rough. Yeah. But following. There was water standing. Yep, yeah, there was. I mean, it rained so much that weekend. So much so that we brought a dozer in and pulled the top off the track. Yes, because skid steers couldn't do it. No, they had to go down too deep. All they were doing was just skinning the very top edge, and that just, we tried it, but it just, it was rough. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the roughness of the track comes with anything. I mean, I'd take a rough track over a muddy track any day. It's easier on equipment. Not necessarily that, but you can at least move. I mean, I've seen guys running third gear, and you start hitting that old, start hitting the humps, start hitting the bumps. I watched Toast do it. He timed it 
I'm sure it was luck, but he timed the bounce to the hit. It I looked cool. I don't necessarily think you can time that. I don't yes. think, but it's just like he meant to do that. You're I like, would man. rather be lucky than good. Yes, yes any absolutely. day. Absolutely. But we also watched Tommy Stark do something like that, that blizzard bash, and he was taking roof signs out. Roof mm. sign, down bar, rollover bar. I mean, that's where the point he landed. <laughs> and the guy, I think the guy he hit, he didn't really know what happened. He didn't. He had heard it coming, but right. there's no way he could have saw it. You know, and, and from a driver's standpoint, you know, that's one of the worst feelings ever is sitting in a dead car or a stuck car, and you hear something, and but you can't see it yet. And you're like... <laughs> Where's it coming from? Right there. I got knocked out in Milan, Missouri, riding with Josh Gordon one time. We were pushed almost out the gate, and we were in a Fox Body Mustang, if you all can believe that. I was in the passenger seat. Skinnier. Shut up. <laughs> um, we were sitting there, and there was this dude in this built Lumina, and I heard, vroom, vroom, and I'm like, Josh, break your stick. Like, it won't start. We're bellied out. Like, you're not going to move. And he's running, and, 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 and I hear this thing start, and I felt this moving a little bit. And I was like, oh, no. And all I heard was, wow. And I just braced. And whenever he hit us, he hit us so hard in the back of that car that the it had a sunroof in it. And Josh runs his halo inside the car instead of outside. It wasn't bolted to the roof. The roof come down, hit me in the back of the head. I was out. Oh, Taking a nap right there on the track. <laughs> There's a picture floating around on Facebook of me when I was looking at it of me just dazed standing on the hood of this car. Another Josh Gordon story right there. <sighs> you talk, you talking about the, you know hearing the cars coming. You're, you're absolutely right. There, when you're stuck somewhere and you hear that motor coming, especially a motor like mine, I've had people come up to me and say, man, you scared the hell out of us because, you know, <laughs> we just knew you was coming. We was just bracing for the hit, you know, but it, we, we just lucked out that you were going after <laughs> someone else. Well, I don't want to sit here and call myself a pussy, but it's like... <laughs> it does. Like, don't, you don't know, it's it's, yeah. Well, and you don't want to um, be the person that, that proves them right that you are a pussy by Correct. reaching out and breaking your stick off. Yeah. Like, I won't hardly break a stick off until somebody's over there beating on my car. Right. Speaking of breaking the stick off, trying to avoid a hit, that happened to you at Paris. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh... He gave you a pretty good lick, and you came to return one, and he broke his stick off. And, <laughs> and then he wanted to stick again. Yeah, and I had to jump out there, and I was like, no, no, no. I watched that whole thing go down. <laughs> and, and if well, y'all can see Justin's face right now, it's like... Yeah, you son of a bitch. Well, it's not, that he, it's not even that he reached out and he broke his stick because... He tried waving you off. He first. waved me off, and that is why I let out of it. If he would have broke the stick, I probably would have let out of it still, but he didn't break his stick. He just waved me off. So me as a driver, I don't want to hurt somebody. You know, maybe I don't know what's going on inside their car. That is why I let out of it. Well, he had a passenger, so maybe you're thinking, oh, something's going on with his passenger. Let's see what's going on. Right. I mean, because, you know, I mean, as a driver, you know, if I break my stick, you know, then that just means I'm out. But if I wave you off, you know, that, that's me something's telling you up. something's up. Yeah, something's so. up. Fuel leak. Um, so when, when I turned out of it and then I seen him trying to move still, that, that really... Well, Justin, we'll, we'll kind of move out of talking about your stuff here for a minute and kind of get your opinion. What, what do you think of this gut and go class? Because we've all sat here and talked about it. It's awesome, entry level, something to get the youth involved, something to get the the budget builder, you know, involved. What are, What are your thoughts? Especially since we've moved toward the the newer safety stuff with it. 
I think gut and go class is as as annoying as they may be to me because I just hate the sound of compacts. I get it. They're a great class. I love it because it gets the kids that, you know, or the people that may not have the opportunity to spend $10,000 on a stock car to run out there against guys like me. You know, it gives them an opportunity to to go out and find a car in a junkyard or, you know, find a car that... Well, you Grandma know, could drive it. You yeah. Know, the one that, Facebook you know, Marcus Place Special. Yeah. The only issue I've ever had with the class is the people that build these cars don't under, you know, don't always understand the safety that is, needs to be involved with them. And I've seen some cars out there that go out there with no cages, and I'm like, you got crazy. And I've actually had a friend that one time, you know, run a car, and all he did was put a bar down the side of it welded to the... I think he was down there welded to it by his foot and it ran up and outside the window. And he took a driver's door shot and it, it his bumper was against his seat and yeah. it missed that bar completely. Yeah. And I, that's, that's been my only... Because that was what we moved toward this year was the safety aspect of things. And and I, because I have friends that drive them. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and, and uh, Derek's boy is going to run one this year. And the big thing that we've been preaching the whole time that he's been talking about it and all that is safety. Absolutely. Safety, safety, safety. And, and I understand it is hard to put a cage in a car that still has the dash in it. You know, that, uh, that can be difficult, but there is ways to do it, and I've figured it out. Well, yeah, and I mean, a big sledgehammer and a piece of C-channel will go up in between the pillar and the dash. Oh, right? you're absolutely right. Especially, I mean, because we've, I've had several kids call me and, and whenever I say kids, I mean, they were kids. They were 16, 16 17, 17 yeah. years old. It, well, pretty much anyone under 21 at this point's a kid to me, <laughs> but, um, they, they'd call me like, wait, what can I do here? How do I do this? And you know, they're running our show, so you can't tell them too much because right. you don't want to do that. But I've told them, you know, like, well, move your fuse box or, mm -hmm. you know, move your fuse panel. How do I do that? I said, well, just look, there's. It's going to be bolted or clipped in there. Where do I move it? I was like, just move it up on top of the dash and then drive your door bar in there. Right. The, and, thing, the thing about the gut and goes is, you know, like my boy, he rode last year. He liked it. He wants to do it. A gut and go is a cheap entry level, which we say entry with safety. Right. But they, he don't know. He doesn't know how he's gonna like it as a driver. No, he, he loved it. As, he loved it as a passenger, but and that's any kid or even a, an adult, a forty-year-old that wants to get into derby. Yes, they're gonna say, "Okay, I'm in it. I like it. Now, let's move up." Well, because that that time I didn't, I didn't go too in depth in that time I got knocked out. That was the first time I'd ever rode in a derby car ever. Mm. So I I was either stupid or hooked after that because i kept doing it mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's it's addictive yeah you either like it or you don't that's one thing about there you either you're either in it or you're not yes you, know, you either have it or you don't and the guys that you know don't have it they do it once and you never see them again I yep mean, they just... Correct. well this sport needs fans too oh absolutely or they become okay. fans. it does because i don't want because i don't want to make it sound like you're any less of a person you know, just person. because you were on a you didn't, you didn't yeah. like well yeah. and you didn't like to drive no, you, you know say you didn't like it this sport needs fans like we can't keep doing this if we don't have spectators right we don't put asses in the seats yeah well yeah. it just doesn't work after that no. well and the drivers lose interest after that anyway yes well i mean kind of the whole reason i show up to the derby is because of the fans not right oh yeah know. 
Exactly. I mean, Stephen hates dirt track racing. Yeah. It's just he, not, he just does not like it. Yeah. He just doesn't like going around in circles. I was going to say, it's just a roundy round. I mean, not yes. a lot of roundy But round Jerry did that. Run. Jerry did that. Jerry was very good at that, too. Yes. I mean, super late models. Um, I'm glad he hung that hat up. But there's, it's a whole different fan base. How you got one guy that shows up, he might bring 25 people to put an ass in the seat, mm -hmm. not counting his crew. Right. Well, that's, each guy has 25 butts in the seat. If you do that with all the cars that have 25 buddies, 25 family members, you got a full arena. Absolutely. Period. Well, and we see that. I mean, like, you've got your family and friends and stuff that come and watch you. Um, you know, uh, I, we've got people that show up that are just our friends. You know, and my just, wife, we're just giving them an excuse to drink beer. Exactly. <laughs> I well, mean, really. Because there's some of my wife's family that's not like super into derbies. You know, they're Correct. not. You know, they're more of the tractor pulling and yeah. and stuff of that nature, more of the agriculture side of, of sports. Yeah. But they still show up to support. Correct. And, you know, by the time the end of the show is over, they're already rooting for somebody. You know, oh, they, yeah. they, they don't know anybody. They know right. six people out of the hundred cars that are there. Yeah. But they're going to they're going to like, oh, favorite. well, that guy's from where I live. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's who I'm rooting for. And that's what I love about these small towns, you know, putting these shows on in these smaller towns and having these big car counts because you see these kids standing up against the fence Absolutely. screaming, you know, yes. they love it. Yes. Um, you know, they might not understand why that guy was out there short stroking a dude on the wall for 15 minutes when it was down to two, <laughs> but they did understand why that guy went from one corner to the other and oh, hit yes. that other guy. And yeah. you see like, the metal crunch. Oh, they love it. They love it. Yes. The kids love it. But I've actually, um, we've got some elderly people that I've seen show up. You know, I'm talking, you know, 70s plus. That showed up because they seen an ad in the newspaper that this derby was going on in their town. Or they They've heard never it on, been to one. Or they heard it on the radio. Yeah. And, and I mean, one, that's one thing about derby is, is how many people do you come across that don't find crashing cars interesting? Well, yeah. I mean, even if they think we're crazy for Oh, them, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're still going to watch it. I mean. We've been called stupid. Oh, yeah. Y'all are so, stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why are y'all even doing that? Yeah, that's that's just dumb. That's you know, and I love <laughs> on Facebook when I, I'm scrolling through, you know, at night or whatever, just kick back. And I'll see somebody with a driver, 74 Cadillac. I mean, beautiful car. And then you see it the next week with headers sticking out. <laughs> and then they post that picture. And everybody's just, I mean, just killing them on there. And I'm like, hey, smash them other ones. Make some ones that you got set in your shed worth more. Yeah, well, no kidding. Track shot live. Uh, Decker does the San Filippo smash up in New York. And they have a... It's almost almost sickening. I love because it because we're talking muscle car class. I love it. So you're talking Chevelle, sixty-seven, eight, nine, seventy <laughs> Chevelles, Camaros. Nobody wants one of those. No, but what you're making me sick with talking. About it. <laughs> I, I, this is probably one of my least it, favorite classes. <laughs> it was horrible. But just cool as hell at the same time because he was getting so much backlash of, no, that should be restored. You know, it should be here. He had one that he posted, I mean, was just beautiful, like a 69 Camaro. That was an actual legit barn find. And I saw the aftermath of it, and it was just horrible. 
So well, they, I'm sorry. I don't no, mean you're good. I mean, talking about, you know, these guys, you know, derbying these, you know, muscle cars, you know, these rare cars. Look who was out of the bash here this year or last year, I guess now that, uh, that caddy wagon that the guy run. I mean, those are, you know, pretty rare car or he didn't get to run. I he didn't me, get to run. But he took it out there, but he didn't get to run that some, that sucker. And, and I read into that a little bit. I don't know exactly what that thing was. You think it was pieced together? No, I, I'm not saying that. I think it was a factory build, but it was an off-site. Yes, yes. Yes. Supposedly, they, so there's only four of them in the world. Supposedly, there there was a conversion that they did, and they just used a '70s GM wagon rear, and it was a company, and they took a caddy and a '70s GM wagon, and they because it wasn't done on the g it wasn't done on the gm assembly line no you're right it looked really cool as a derby car though absolutely oh i'm gonna have to find a picture of that because i don't remember seeing that yeah there there it was (laughs) well before we before we get too in depth and and end up just causing a riot on our facebook page uh, (laughs) let's uh let's get back to justin's Ford deal here. Okay. Uh, what what are we gonna see in this year? What am I gonna see me in? Well, like I said earlier, you know, the beginning of the year here, my I don't have any plans to do anything. Um, I mean, I, you got some pre runs laid out that you're gonna try to finish off this year? Absolutely. I got the old ninety eight oh two from last year that I could bring out here towards the end of the year again. So. Well, uh, I mean, I know Dakota. He's talking about trying to throw some stuff together this year. And, Hopefully I'm. Hopefully he gets that done. I'm sure we'll see him in a in a Ford as well. I wonder, yeah, who, I wonder who I got that from. I was like, he's supposed to be coming <laughs> in a car for me. He's still <laughs> sitting around somewhere. <laughs> we get done here, we'll uh, we'll get that deal finalized. That's so. fine with me. I'm no hurry for that. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking the square body wagon. Oh, I'm ready for that. I got, I gotta go pick mine up. I'm Just like pick. the raffle car that you built. I still know where that car's at. Yeah, oh, but you're not going to run that anywhere. Why not? <laughs> we know how to build. <laughs> From where it went, it better have, it better have been built. He went, oh. so when I, when I, so when I, that car ran and that guy ended up purchasing it from us. And then he turned around and was like, ah, I'm done Derby. And he sold it to a guy. And that guy ran it for two more years at Palmyra. And I tell you what, the second year that sucker was really right. hard. <laughs> well, tell him to bring it back. I'd like to look at it. I mean, I've he's got, gonna have to leave it on the trailer. I've but. got pictures of the whole build. I mean, I could just show you. Um, but you, you was, don't mean to change the subject. But you was asking me there about what you know my plans for you know what I got pre-run. I, got, I guess I got that '70s Ford there behind the house that I could take back up there to Peoria for a Robo Show. Football window. No, no, it's a two-door 72 LTD that I've actually, it was a very, very rusty car, and I had to restub the rear of it, and it had a lot of patchwork done to it. You restubbed the rear of a car? Oh, yeah. That's not something you see a lot. I, well, because most of the guys don't drive in reverse it much anymore. Right. I mean. Well, no, this car was just rusty when I got it, so I had to put a new rear stub frame under it, because Somebody pulled the rear and down and just sat on the rear frame for years. But I, it's got a lot too much to go to like one of your shows. Right. But you know, old Robo up there, he's a 
pretty good dude. You know, the way he's got his classes set up is kind of neat, honestly. It is, and it fits uh, Because he's got a light, a medium, and a heavy class. And I actually, we, me, Jerry, Terry, Sean, I actually went up there at Peoria and ran in the Thunderdome um, there last year. And Sean and Terry, Sean won, Terry took second, actually. That was a very good time. I, I didn't have very good luck that day, unfortunately. My five-speed decided it... Uh, it, One of these days he'll put an automatic in this car. <laughs> well, that was actually my fault because when I put the bell housing on the new five-speed gear from Shelbina, I forgot a bearing inside there and oh. it waited till I was on the track and two hours away from home to come apart. So that sucks. That was my fault. So I went with Tommy Stark to Hot Springs and we were getting ready to load up. I went down the night before. He was bringing his car out. We was getting ready to put it on semi. To head to Hot Springs, he guns it heading toward the trailer, and it broke the housing, the tail house, tail shaft housing on the training. So we pull it back to the shop, fluke deal, change it, load the car up, get down there, head to Tech Line, does it again. We're like, mm -hmm. something ain't job. What's going on? We had looked at everything. We thought maybe you know the shaft was bent in that training, so we pulled the transmission out, put a new training in it. And we were like, hold on, before we go back tech line, let's jack this thing up, put it in gear, and we're going to look underneath the slider was bent. Mm. And Tommy had a big motor in there. Yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't vibrate or anything, drive down any more so than any derby car does. Right. Whenever he was getting on it, it was slinging enough weight that it was breaking, bringing housing on it. So luckily, I think it was Sethler and... And Hill and all those guys were down there. We pulled another, they had another slider with them. We throwed it in there, problem solved. But you were talking about crazy stuff, you know, and, and simple stuff that just, that happens like. Just you don't, fluke stuff. Yeah, you don't see bent sliders in stock class. No. It's not something you see. No, you don't. I mean, normally you wouldn't. I mean, especially with the quality of sliders today, you know, with Ludington. I run a tri-oval. I think them things are great. <coughs> so. But Justin, it was awesome to have you down here talking to us. Um, great having your insight. Uh, look forward to having you as a tech this year. Um, you'll be more beneficial to me off the track than on the track. Put his ass to work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. as much as we love watching you run, I definitely use that, that little tweaked up mind there that you've got as far as finding that hidden stuff and and stuff like that. No, it, it was great having you on here, and I'm sure Derek and Dakota agree with me. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it was a good time, and I know I'm not the greatest talker in the world sometimes, but and I apologize for my, my slip up, so it was good to be here, guys. Well, uh, we will see you all next time. Anybody got anything to add to that? Make jump, boys. Go Derby.